Okay, now wait. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Icky <laughs> Junkie Live Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. And this is where you can laugh, cry, learn, and grow. <laughs> From some of the Icky Lousy Junkie Live Choices we And we've all made them. Oh my god, yes we have. Like, trying to get through this. <laughs> Just this title. Oh my god. I think, see... <laughs> This is what I think is happening right now. We have such a serious subject yes. that we're about to talk about that we are trying to cut the tension with laughter. It might be. Yes. Yeah. So. And what happened? Let me explain to the, the listeners what happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, right before we started recording this, um, just something went funky with our microphone. And if you guys follow our page, we always seem to have problems. <laughs> And uh, it just did, and we were laughing. And so when we finally decided to record this, it was over. Otherwise, we wouldn't be continuing to laugh. I'm like, if we don't just record this, let's just do it. (laughs) I don't care if we're laughing through the opening. We're gonna. That's the way it's gonna be. That's the way it's gonna be because you guys, Jamie's crying. Like (laughs) our tears are coming out of his his eyes. And I think it's true though because we do have such a serious. We do have a serious. And that we just needed to get it out. This has never happened before. We've never no. laughed like this. No. And we have a good time together. But we have never... Not while we're recording our podcast. Yeah, now we're no. recording. This is business. This is serious. <laughs> we usually have a chance to get it together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So, so let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into this because, you guys, this is a very, a very serious one. So I uh, received a very, a very long, very long story, actually. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase and just... Give you the gist. Give of, us the reader's of, digest of version. what's going on. Okay, so I um, I'm gonna call this addicted. I'm gonna have to say this is addicted again. Did we say it before? We did addicted to the cray, but maybe we can say. Oh, I, well, I, mean, so we I don't have to give dependent, it something different. Dependent. dependent. How about that? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, this particular person wrote in uh, and and talked about his fiance's friend who is now staying with them, she has been kicked out of her home uh, because of drinking. Mm. And the family has um, had removed all of the alcohol from the home. And the drinking is so bad that without alcohol available, this particular person is drinking now rubbing alcohol to, Mm -mm. to, you know, become intoxicated. Um, There there is never a time where I have to get high that I or drunk that I would drink rubbing alcohol no no there is never a time no so if if I'm just good I just want to put this out here right now if you have to drink rubbing alcohol you have a problem a bad problem you so have a problem uh so go ahead so he was talking uh and basically stated that his now fiance is now babysitting this particular woman And um, there's several things going on. Some suicidal ideation with this woman. um, Mm. And, you know, it's getting very... It's a task to try and babysit because they don't feel like she's honestly not drinking. And it's a medical issue. And, you know, well, it's quite tiring to babysit a person, correct, who is dependent on alcohol. Yeah. And they're trying to find... So the fact that she's suicidal, Mm -hmm. is that... It, does she also have some type of mental illness? I mean, is that... Is that she... I that has not been okay. released. I have no idea about that. But um, 
uh, and we'll get into what alcohol does to the brain and things like that later. Yeah. But um, she, uh, where was I now? What were you saying? I'm now? sorry. See, I I'm sorry you broke it. But um, um, oh, but they want to try to get her, and so they were asking my advice on getting her to meetings. They're just wanting to like get her to know people who are. In sobriety, which is a great idea, but there's some things I think we need to talk about first mm-hmm. um, in terms of that. So, okay. I, you're looking I really, at me like, I feel like I should know what you're saying. No. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I was hoping to get one of my fellow addictions counselors here to record this with me. Um, many, many years ago, many moons ago, maybe 20 years ago, I actually was a certified addictions counselor. I did work in a halfway house, but it has been many years. That's okay. I'm sure you that still I do. But I will, the knowledge. Yes. I will say something. First of all, um, just as a coach, this is not a coaching situation. No. Uh, this is beyond what she... Coaching is not what this person needs. Exactly. There is a difference between a person who uses alcohol a person who abuses alcohol and a person who is alcohol dependent who is an alcoholic Mm -hmm. okay i would consider myself a user of alcohol right i use alcohol i drink alcohol podcast yeah not not a lot not all the time you know um but i do use alcohol i have on occasion abused alcohol. Oh, I totally Where I alcohol. have drank a little too much and then I have a hangover the next day. No, or I, I used to do it all the time. I used, in fact, I used to do it every weekend. Yeah. I used to, when I first moved to Chicago 20 years ago, I literally would go to Jewel and I would buy a case of beer and mm-hmm. I would drink that. It would be gone by Sunday. Yes. So I drank it the entire weekend. Yes. A case of beer. That's a lot of alcohol. That's a lot of alcohol. For the weekend. And there's a lot of people that do that. They binge drink and all that stuff. That's abuse, That's right? That's abuse of, of alcohol, yeah. Now, when it turns to dependency, okay, we're talking about a whole nother ball game. Mm-hmm. Something completely um, different. There are many symptoms of dependency, and this, this person that um, this gentleman wrote about seems to fit a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the story that was sent... Uh, this person is in denial that there is a problem, but I'm pretty sure when you're drinking rubbing alcohol because you can't get a drink drink, um, you got a problem you can't mm-hmm. deny. Yeah. Rubbing alcohol, mouthwash, mouth NyQuil, cough syrup, yeah. If you're drinking any of those things Lysol, to get a fix. Lysol, we said that. Lysol? Lysol, some people Who's drink. Who's drinking Lysol? Oh my god, I had people who were in the halfway house that were in there drinking drink Lysol. Lysol. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. Okay. I would drink rubbing alcohol before I drink Lysol. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty scary actually, right? That is Just anything scary. which is is even more toxic to your body than the alcohol itself. Oh yeah. Rubbing alcohol isn't made to drink. No. Okay. So but it's you, got alcohol in the name. Exactly. And and there's it's going to give you an effect, correct? Of but course. now we've got dangers. When you are dependent, now you're having some physical tolerance issues that are starting. So you need more of the substance in order to get an effect, right? Unless your liver is failing. And then, you know, if you're deep in the stages of alcoholism, you will, your liver's failing. So you'll usually, it'll take one drink. It doesn't matter if you have one drink or 15 drinks to have the same effect because your body can't metabolize it anymore once your body becomes septic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I did not know this. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So, um, 
you know, we're talking about someone who's dependent. Going to meetings ain't going to help this woman right now. I mean, she needs to go to meetings. I don't know, she still needs to go she to meetings. She does, but what I'm saying is babysitting and just having her go to meetings, that's not going to help this person. This person is probably at a very dangerous level of, of um, dependency, dependency where I'm assuming she probably is having withdrawal symptoms. And if she's having withdrawal symptoms, then she needs to get herself into an inpatient medical facility where she can detox safely. Because yeah, did you because know that any drug... People say you can die from heroin withdrawal, right? No, you can, you can die, die from, from alcohol. alcohol withdrawal. Oh, yeah. Alcohol withdrawal. Yeah. Alcohol is dangerous when you're withdrawing. So she shouldn't be at your house being babysat. She needs to be inpatient. I mean, she needs to go to the hospital. She needs to go withdrawal and go into like a 30-day inpatient program. Mm-hmm. And then get herself in a halfway house. I would say a 90-day. She probably needs a 90-day. Probably. If she's drinking rubbing alcohol. Because you know what? My best friend's an alcoholic. I, yeah. Not, and I don't know for a fact, but I don't think he's ever drank rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. He probably is drinking mouthwash. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably. I, I, would, I would say he's probably drinking mouthwash. But he's never drinking rubbing alcohol. But, he, but his, his level of alcoholism is such that when he drinks alcohol... And he and he'll do it, and then he'll be out on the street, and he'll get picked up by an ambulance, and hmm. he'll have to be taken to a hospital. The last time he went to the hospital, his blood alcohol level was point four one one. Wow, which is fatal for Hell many yeah, it's people. Fatal. I mean, almost half of his blood was alcohol. Absolutely, almost half of his blood was alcohol. I mean that. I would be, I'd be dead yeah, if my yeah. blood alcohol level was 0.411. Yeah. And he was actually conscious. Yeah, James, oh yeah. Because the, the tolerance is so high. Like I always used to tell people, believe me, I am more worried about the person who's pounding drink after drink and still talking to me mm-hmm. than the person who's had two drinks and can barely talk. Right. The person that's pounding those drinks, that's the one that I'm like, dude, this person's got a problem. Mm-hmm. If they're still walking and talking, because I had a really good friend once, uh, went into the emergency room, and I went to go see her. I had to go pick her up. Her blood alcohol level was like a point four something when I went and picked her up, and she was talking to me. Yeah. Like, she looked like she, she, she was talking to me and looked like I look after four drinks. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I don't even get drunk anymore. I don't like it. I don't like to be drunk. No. Not the kind of drunk I used to get when I was in my 20s and 30s. No. Which was every time I drank, I would drink to get drunk. Right. Because I was abusing alcohol. Absolutely. Uh, But now, you know, I just like to have a drink. Just, it's so nice to, to be able to enjoy alcohol. Right. And not be dependent on it. Right. It's really, really nice. But you can't, like, but once you're dependent, you can't not be dependent. You can't just enjoy a drink anymore. It's and you know that's unfortunate. Too. Like, and it's funny because you're like, I don't like to be drunk anymore. But you know what? Most dependents, most people who are alcoholic, they don't like to be drunk anymore either. You know, like that's a good. You that's know, kind true. of. I used to teach my clients like there's a line of normal. Like we feel normal, right? And when we use or abuse alcohol, we drink so we can get a desired effect of feeling a little higher. 
mm-hmm. right? right? And then, like, sometimes we abuse it and we feel less than normal, like we feel like crap or whatever, but then we go back to feeling normal. Mm-hmm. A person who is dependent on a substance never feels normal. They are always below normal, and, and so now they're, they're using their substance that. to get normal right. because they never hit that high anymore. It's no longer fun or high. It, right. You know, it's, that's why heroin addicts, they call it, they say they're always chasing, right? What is it? Chasing the dragon? Or what is it now? I is can't it, remember. I don't it's know because I don't the, do heroin. Now I can't remember. It's like chasing the dragon. They always want that one high, the first high. They're always trying to like, get that first high, but that I mean, never that, gets that way isn't anymore. Isn't that that way with now, all drugs except for marijuana, which is pure and comes from the ground? Right. Uh, <laughs> but isn't that the way with all, pretty much all drugs? Is that you... Because you have to keep taking more and more, obviously, to get that same effect. Right. But, but you're still you're chasing that. You're chasing the high, you know, and yeah. it's never gonna. You're never gonna get that same high that you got that first time because now you're dependent. Right. And now you know, like heroin addicts, they need their heroin not to get high anymore to feel normal, so they don't feel sick. Right. They're not doing it to be like high. They hate themselves when they're doing it. By the time they're addicts, right? But they just need it just but to feel normal. Yeah, but they don't know that. I mean, if they do, they don't... They're in denial, which is a right. straight well, symptom that's, yeah. of addiction, right? Yes. Denial, which is what this person is in. And, right. you know, here's one thing, too. If you want to get them the proper help, you got to have some tough love. You got you can't enable a person. You cannot. I mean... In any way. And let me, let me say something about enabling. You normally enable somebody to make yourself feel better. It's because I'll feel bad if they're out on the street or mm-hmm. I'll feel bad if, if they don't have anything to eat or, you know, well, that's, and you're, you're, so you're giving them money because of you, not because of them. You're doing it to make yourself feel better. And I'm telling you, it's difficult because I, I had to do that with my best friend. Yeah. I had to, you know, I could not, I could not give him my, I don't, did not care that he was on the street, mm-hmm. homeless. I, you know, I would take him to get him something to eat, mm-hmm. um, but I would never give him any money. Exactly. You know, and the problem with love, sometimes we can love people to death. Mm-hmm. We love exactly. them so much we kill them exactly. without even realizing you're killing them. Mm-hmm. Right? We love them to death. We have, you, you want to know what's going to get her in that hospital? She's going to have to hit a bottom. She has to hit a bottom. And if she's always being taken care of by a friend or a family member, she's She'll not going to go. It. You have to get out of the way of their bottom. And and what, because I used to go to Al-Anon because my best friend's an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, what what they told me at Al-Anon is, is first of all, that I have to get out of the way of his their bottom. bottom. Mm-hmm. And then and then also gave me a reality check is that that bottom might be death. Yes. It may not be <clears throat> losing the home you know, not having a job, not having any money. It, it may not be that. Yeah. It may be death. Right. But if you keep giving them money and helping them out, giving them a place to stay and everything, they're not even, they're not going to get to, to the bottom. Right. Then it, the bottom will be death. I mean, it the will, bottom absolutely absolute, will be that's death. 100% definite death. Right. So right there, there may be something, you know, there may <laughs> be something that might, might be a bottom for them that's not death Mm -hmm. but you can't keep putting yourself in this situation where it's just a cycle if you you know you help them they're not going to they're not 
they're not going to change unless they go get help. Unless they go get help. And exactly. they won't go get help if you're helping them because there's no incentive to do no. it. They have somebody to bail them out. There's no incentive for them to go get help. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it, that's the hardest part of it all, I think, is the tough love. Yeah, it I is mean, hard. it's hard to see someone you love <laughs> basically killing themselves. Whether hard. they're drinking or turning to food, because you can look at an addiction from all, an addiction is an addiction and a drug is a drug. Whether it's a narcotic, whether it's food, food whether it's sex, whether, you know, Alcohol. it's eating disorders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you are literally, when someone is stuck in their disease, because it is a disease. Mm-hmm. It is a sickness, right. okay? Um, when you're watching someone there and you love them, it is hard to watch them literally kill themselves. Right. Literally. literally. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're killing themselves. Not necessarily intending to kill themselves, but they are killing themselves. Yes. So it's like, but you got to tough love it and not allow them to kill themselves in front of you. And, you know, sometimes that alone of you can't stay in my house if this is what you're going to do. Right. You either have to do this or this is what you're going to do. You know, if you ever watch Intervention, they always, that's oh, how the interventions yeah. are. Look, this is what your it's drinking is doing to me. Or this is what you doing drugs is doing to me. This is how it makes me this feel. This is how it makes me feel. I can't continue watching this. So you either need to go get help or the following things are going, going to, to end. You will not be allowed in my house. I will not take your calls. I will not give you money. I will not. I mean, and it's, you have to follow through with that. And it's one of the hardest things to do. Oh my God, it's so hard. But for the love of God, it has saved so many lives, I'll tell you. What also is hard is when they don't give a shit and they continue to do the the thing that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because that's what happened with my best friend. I, I finally got to a point where I had to tell him, I said, unless you go get some help, you cannot be in my life. Mm-hmm. I told him that, and for it, it, for the first few months, he didn't he didn't talk to me. Um, and then he he texted me, and I was like, mm, should I respond to this text? <laughs> we talked about this before. Mm, yeah. Should I respond to this text? I was like, well, okay, I'll respond to this one text. And so I responded to him, and. Uh, we started texting back and forth, and then he called me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit. See, I opened the door. Yeah. I opened the door by responding to his text. So he called me, and he's talking, 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 blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying a word. And as soon as he got done talking, I said, I think I made myself very clear. You cannot be in my life. And then I hung up. And it was the hardest thing Swear to God, it was so hard to do. Yeah. This is my best friend. We've been best friends for, for over forty time, years. Right? Yeah. We've been best friends for over forty years. Yeah. At the time, we'd been best friends for over thirty years. Yeah. This was about ten years ago. So it was really, really hard, but it was something that had to be done. Yeah. And so then we didn't talk to each other for a really long time. Uh, well, actually, it was for a couple of years. And his his mother passed away. Mm-hmm. So of course, I talked to him then. But he was he was very careful because he knew he knew that I would I I was not going to be around him if he was going to drink. So he was very careful during that time to to not drink too much. He still drank. Yeah. And I was fine with it. His mother just died, so I was fine with it. But he didn't get too drunk. Jamie, 
What? No, I mean... Now, that is justification and rationalization. Well, his mother died, so I was like, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to be... I wasn't going to be really hard on him and everything. And then and then Mother's but Day... But that's enabling. Well, I mean, had he gotten crazy because... Well, so let me tell you. So okay. then Mother's Day, which, which was about six months after his mother died, it was his first Mother's Day without his mother. Again, he got drunk. Um, now, this was one where I did not... Because he got drunk and he got stupid, like he usually does. And I was like, we were at a um, we were at a comedy show, and he got stupid, and his husband took him out. And I was like, well, I'm not leaving. I'm yeah. staying and watching the rest of the show. You can deal with his ignorance, and I'm going to stay and watch the show. But then, you know, it 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 was. I, you know, I could have initially just said, you know what, I'm not going to hang out with you tonight because you are drinking. But I, I also understood there was mm-hmm. extenuating circumstances. And the right. fact that you know it was the first Mother's Day without his mom. So, uh-huh. but but since then, I mean, you know, see, you're a lot nicer to me because if someone's dependent and they think they're going to have a drink and then they're going to have some excuse, I'm going to be like, they have excuses for everything. Well, it's Wednesday. Well, I had a bad day. Well, well I did that. You know what? We got to find the coping mechanisms then. Then you yeah. need to go to rehab and go to therapy and find the correct coping mechanisms other than grabbing that. Because I'll be perfectly honest with anybody, because this this was also part of the story that this person had sent. Mm-hmm. You know, they're letting her drink minimally as long as she can control it. I'm like, there, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what? Even a dependent, even someone who's dependent on a drug or alcohol can use it recreationally for like a, a time or two, maybe even oh, a yeah. month. I can give it up for a month and then come back and have two drinks. I'm telling you, though, you know, I used to tell my clients this, too. Stop going into the refrigerator, you know, if you're not going to get something to eat. If you keep opening that fridge, you're eventually going to get something to eat. Like, when you are addicted, there's no hope. You cannot do it because there is no control. We lose that control. Yeah. You have a loss of control, and you have to accept it. You got to stop. Because eventually, yeah, maybe once or twice, you have that. You know, even as a smoker. I mean, I smoked for many years. And I used to think to myself, well, I can go out and drink and have this cigarette. Right. right? Yep. And yep. I did. That's there were times I that I did. I'd have a cigarette. I'd be able to Which not smoke to for another. two weeks. But then I wouldn't smoke for two weeks. And I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I can, I'm able to do this then. Oh, I'm just going to have another cigarette. Yeah. Oh, and I'll have another cigarette. And then I had maybe three that night. Right. And then, and- like, the next week I'm buying a pack. Right. Well, I'm going to try to make this pack last me a week. And then you know what? <laughs> it doesn't have to work. <laughs> then you know what? Then the following week, I was back to smoking a pack a day. It's just, I cannot smoke a cigarette. If I smoke one cigarette, I'm going to be back to smoking. And I know it. Yeah. Because I'm addicted now to I smoking. I on stage. I smoked on stage once after I had quit smoking. Yeah. But I was able to do it and not. Well, when you caught yourself, right? It's like, and and that's like a for me too. Like I, and there's been times that I've quit smoking that I've gotten stressed out. I have a cigarette, and then it's like I call it my relapse. Okay, I had like a month relapse. I'm back to quitting because I knew the steps that I had to take to quit, quit Mm -hmm. for good, quit. You know what I mean? But you know, in this situation, like this person and any dependent. I mean, there's a couple things that you need to know. I mean. First of all, are you a dependent? Like, think about how you drink. If you're drinking daily, if you can't get through a day without drinking, drinking, rubbing alcohol, alcohol, if you can't get through a day without drinking just to feel normal, 
There are people who drink like one or two drinks a day and that doesn't make them alcoholics. That's not no. what I'm saying. But when you are dependent, when you lose control, when your tolerance is changing because of how much you drink, when you are suffering adverse consequences because of your drinking. When you have to drink more, when you were all just have a drink and you end up having four. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can't stop after two. Yeah. Right. If you can't stop yourself, if people are starting to talk to you, about your drinking or your drug use oh, or absolutely. your eating. If people, if people are starting it. to notice it and talk to you about it and it's starting to cause problems in your life, you probably have a problem. Mm-hmm. Because users don't, you know, if you're just a like a recreational, like a social drinker, whatever, people don't talk to you about your drinking. You're not causing problems. No. But if you're having issues that are severely having consequences on your life, you need to go get help. From the right people. Coaching is not one of them. No. Right? Um, no. no. Now, you... granted, if this woman were to go to treatment and have some sobriety time on her, like six to eight months, even a year of sobriety, and then wants to come and talk about maybe some other limiting beliefs or wants to work on goals, and that's something that she that wants to see supplement. a coach about, then that's different. That's right. fine. But this person at this time, it's not a coach this person needs. This person needs inpatient treatment. Yes. This person needs to detox medically and safely. This person needs to get themselves a sponsor, someone who has been um, sober for a period of time. Yes. Not not recent, like not one year. They need to at least have like two to three to four or more years of sobriety on them to help them. And they need to surround themselves with with sober people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, because alcoholism is so hard to, to kick oh my God. That, that you need support. You need and somebody you know that you can call. it runs in families, right? Do you right. know that? It is, I mean, it is hereditary. People who are from alcoholic families are four times more likely to be dependent themselves. Yes. But, um, what I was going to say is that, you know, with alcoholics, when they're in treatment, they have a sponsor, they have somebody that they can call mm-hmm. when they feel that need to drink. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about that when somebody was feeling the need to either, you know, text somebody back or, mm-hmm. or something like to do something else, to call somebody, mm-hmm. meet with friends or something like that. It's kind of the same thing. You need that support in order to to kick whatever it is that you're trying to kick, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs, whether it be a bad boyfriend or girlfriend, you need some support. Absolutely. It's no different, it's no different right? Yeah. So this person needs to find a, some sober structure. It's also structure. They need structure um, yes. and accountability. Uh, people who are going to hold them accountable for their yes. they're using, you know, um, and therapy, like constant. When you're inpatient, you have constant groups and education and all of this stuff. Meetings with the uh, substance abuse professionals who are completely, you know, a lot of whom are in recovery themselves. Right. Who can help you get the help you need. Mm-hmm. Right, so I mean that's that's important. It's not a it's, it's, it's not a joking matter. You know, I hate that we start, we were laughing when we first started, <laughs> it, but it's, it's true because it was just to cut the tension. Because this is a serious issue. If she's drinking rubbing alcohol, she's probably she's got, got some medical issues. That I mean, she's, she's if she gonna, does it, yeah, she's going. To she's have. going to. You and can't I, drink rubbing alcohol because it's not that's not meant for consumption. No, and I mean she's only in her early thirties, so I mean. You know, my God, that not going to last long if no. that's what she's drinking. And, you know, 
it's, it's a matter, it is a matter of life and death when you're dealing with addiction, especially mm-hmm. when it's, you know, bad yeah. <laughs> to where and you're going bad. to other things, right? Um, so yeah, I would say, don't think you can babysit her, you know, tell her she needs to go into treatment or you can't have her at your house. It's true. Because you can't babysit her. What are you going to do? Is, you is your fiance going to take off work for the rest of her life to babysit that's somebody? That's not her responsibility. Not and, her responsibility. you know, you'll probably get some pushback and you'll probably get some denial. But you know what? Denial ain't just a river in Egypt, man. That's right. It's not. All right? <laughs> that's right. Okay. But, you know, um, if you don't have a substance abuse problem or you have a – or no – not abuse. Not if you don't have a substance addiction problem. If you have a substance abuse problem, whether it be food, alcohol, or drugs, then you could get some coaching that may be able to right. Just turn help you. your habits. You know, like if you're an emotional eater, or right. if you are a binge eater, or something like or that. You drinker. know, or binge drinker. Then you then you could yeah probably get, get some. some. And if that's if that's the case, then you can always email a new chapter with Angela at gmail.com if you had questions about that or uh, if and you, you also get a free have session. A, and a free session right a free consultation to see if coaching would be the right thing for you right because i i don't coach everybody you know coaching isn't always right for everybody right um like in this situation but um if you maybe have a similar situation or you feel like you just want some suggestions you could also email us at Icky Lousy Junkie at gmail.com. That's right. And we can give you some suggestions for maybe a choice that you're making right now. And you might be helping somebody else who's also making the same bad life choice. Absolutely. Also, we would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and rate us and subscribe to us. Subscribe to us, rate us, and leave a what's it called? A review? A review. God, Absolutely. My, my brain stopped working. This was so heavy now. I feel like down, Man, right? I know, right? But um, or yeah. and, and also, not only just review us on there, but you know, find us on Facebook. We have a page, Icky Lousy Junkie Life Showdown. Give us some comments or write on, write on our page and make Tell some posts. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about us and let us know what you're thinking of the podcast because we're really... We really love and helping the people that we are. Yeah, we're enjoying doing this. I hope you all are enjoying it. Exactly. Let us know if there's something you'd like to hear on the podcast. Absolutely. You can also send that to IckyLousyJunkie at gmail.com. Yes. So I think there's just a lot here. Yeah. But I'm done. Me too. <laughs> I'm done talking today. I'm like down now. I'm Me sad. Too. Like I want to go take this woman no, to rehab. No, I think she'll be all right. On her own. But I, I think, think she'll that... be okay. And please let us know, uh, the person who wrote in this story, Follow let us up. know what happens to this particular person because we'd really, we'd really like to know. And if you have any comments on any of the other episodes of our podcast, you again can can send us an email at junkie at gmail.com and let yes. us know. Um, maybe what? I want to just update you on one thing. I did receive an email update from the very first podcast we got. Oh, feeling stuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's hear. So feeling stuck said that she's so proud of herself right now because she has not talked to that person at all. Nice. Um, talked to her ex-husband who had given that person a job. Right. And, um, said she's done. She doesn't want to hear anything from him. She, you know, he's. Her ex-husband's problem now, all of this stuff. She's mm-hmm. happier. She's looking good. good. She said, And she said 
that the day after she told her ex-husband, I'm done, I'm done, I don't ever want to hear from him again, he did try and text her, she has not responded. And she feels 100% happy with herself. Like, she's so proud of herself. She wanted to let us know. I bet she feels strong. She does. Because she hasn't been able to do that. She's like, I can't believe I put up with that for so long. I love it. So I love it. So thank you very much, Feeling Stuck, for updating us on your situation. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. You deserve more, lady. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Angela. Thank you, Jamie Black. This has been the Icky Lousy Junkie Life Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. Have a great life. Have a great life.